0: Did it.
1: I can't believe we're here. <laughs> I honestly can't. I can't believe we've made it to 100 episodes. It does not even feel... including. Well, I mean, if if we were including the Steven Universe stuff, we're way past 100. But but
0: we don't no. because <laughs> then it would have been oh oh I don't know three months ago and we'd be really late to the game. But it's a good thing we're not including those. And it is the 100th episode of Married to the Idea.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I really feel like um, if we tried to do this weeks ago, it wouldn't. Ha- I don't think we'd be as prepared, which is weird. Um, we it, definitely
0: it, keep upgrading all of our equipment and <laughs> our editing software. keeps getting better and better. I know that you listen to the old ones, and I know that there is a significant difference between episode one and episodes one hundred.
1: Well, it's not. It's not hard to notice the difference because right now you and I are using individual. You know at least mid tier or low mid tier mics, um, with an actual mixer going into, you know, decent software.
0: Aaron, stop bragging. Gosh. <laughs> They'll think we're upper <laughs> like the lower middle class.
1: <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. Uh and you know, in episode one, in for a few episodes, we used a cheap mic that I got for free that recorded the entire room. The cheapest room. of cheap. Yeah, the cheapest of cheap. Yeah and it was um it wasn't a bad mic but I mean you were essentially recording the entire room versus just my luxurious voice
0: we have been recording this podcast through two different houses we were recording this podcast when we bought our first house isn't that wild oh my goodness a hundred episodes one the big 100
1: big 100 a
0: century wait that's not right
1: <laughs> we have we have we've definitely been anonymous. doing this
0: for a hundred years 100 years no not at all we've actually uh i looked it up we have been doing this for three years and four months
1: oh wow Mm -hmm. and i was gonna say like haven't we been doing this for five years but no each year (laughs) is a season so i'm like no wait (laughs) wait
0: hold on no no we've we've been very loosey-goosey perhaps now in our later 101 to 200 episode timeline we'll be good about doing seasons that are an actual year of time and not just when i feel like ending it
1: yeah this year has been really crazy because of the covid and and uh all the other junk that is happening in the the nation right now and even medical stuff so
0: through it all we have remained here talking shit about movies and television (laughs) shows he is aaron
1: she's elizabeth And And we're we're Married married to the the Idea idea.
0: 100. We have a couple of fun things planned for today. A lot of fun games that you can play along at home if you want to, Uh, but mostly just here to quiz Aaron. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite, least favorite, and most meh movies and TV shows we've talked about so far. All sorts of fun things. But before we start with that, let's get into the plug party. You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You can email us at Married to the idea reviews at gmail.com. If you want to throw a dollar or two our way, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash idea. We are on SoundCloud.
1: We're at a hundred. Come on. Throw us a bone here. <laughs> we did this a hundred times.
0: A hundred times for you and not ourselves because we like the sounds of our own voices. <laughs> We're on SoundCloud and iTunes and we would love to see a fresh review because I feel like after making it 100 episodes, I think a review would be very well and good throughout the episode you'll also be hearing from some special guests but let's get right into it aaron so i have a list here of every episode we ever recorded all 99 of them since this is episode 100 and i thought we would start with perhaps what is the best worst and most forgettable thing we've reviewed so far
1: so i have uh also a list oh good (laughs) Uh, but of what I think is the best, worst, and most forgettable. So, okay. should we start uh, with the worst? Uh, no, let's start with the best. Okay. Um, because I think there's less to talk about with the best, even though we love them more. It's actually it's a tie both times, all three times. You t-
0: I tied a little too, so yeah. I think we're kind of we're wishy washy. We stand on fences. Uh, but Aaron, <laughs> tell me first, what is in your mind the best thing we've reviewed these past 99 episodes?
1: So, I'm a little biased for for the best. Um, the two choices that I have uh, are one that I just I have fallen in love with since I've watched it. And, um, you know, I'm excited to watch it again very soon. And then another one I've loved since the first time I watched it and have become, you know, a fanatic about it. Can you guess the two that I'm talking about? No,
0: those sound like identical descriptions. So, give I, it a go. Y- y-
1: there's subtle differences. <laughs> subtle y- <laughs> y- y- <laughs> tweaks. Y- listen, listen for the audio cues. <laughs> No, the the first one that I uh fell in love with when I watched it recently uh is actually Klaus. Oh, Klaus. I
0: uh Perfect I'll, Christmas movie.
1: It it is a perfect Christmas movie. Um there's so many reasons why I love this movie beyond that it's a great Christmas movie. The animation is just top-notch. You know, we've never reviewed uh Into the Spider-Verse, but that would be one of my biggest key reasons why it's such a great movie is the visuals and the animation. Uh, Klaus is one of those as well. And the fact that it was like a 2D, 3D hybrid, similar to Into the Spider-Verse, it just captures so much beauty behind it. It the, was
0: a wonderful movie.
1: It was. The writing is so good. I'm the looking voice forward acting, to watching
0: it again this year. Me too, yeah. me too. Uh, uh, I'll tell you one of my favorite movies then. Honestly, working through the list, there was a lot of good movies that we got to talk about. Sometimes we talk about crap, but sometimes we talk about really good stuff. <laughs> My first choice for best was an episode where we talked about two movies at once, and that was Venom and
1: Upgrade. Oh, interesting.
0: I, you know, you know what? The idea of symbiotes, you know, I'm going to mildly plug myself. I just released a short story all about symbiotic parasites living inside your brain. It's on an anthology called Fake News, but <laughs> I really...
1: You know what, guys? We're not actually <laughs> going to be sponsored this time, but you know what? We're <laughs> sponsored by that, by the anthology.
0: But I attribute all of that love to watching Venom for the first time. It is my trash, and it's, it's so stupid and good in all the right ways. Perfectly paired, like fine wine, with Upgrade, which is dark, artsy ethereal ethereal emotional a powerhouse punch and one of the very few movies that has the balls to end bad sad the hero doesn't win it's over there's nothing left it's it's a wonderful subversion of the trope we expect but it doesn't make the movie any less enjoyable or watchable, which usually is for me. Usually I can't stand an unhappy ending. But for this one, I'll let it slide.
1: It worked really, really well. I, I agree. Um, and it was funny that we made that comparison. And then uh, one of the reviewers that we watched consistently, Nostalgia Critic on YouTube, made the exact same comparison. It's
0: almost like we're freaking movie reviewers or something. <laughs> so tell me another one of your favorite movies.
1: So, my other movie that I am uh, saying that is the best of what we reviewed, I am super biased. Super, super, super biased in this point. The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah saw that coming. Yeah, of course you did. I mean, I, I remember watching this in uh, 2008 and just not speaking for like 20 minutes after we watched it. I remember just not speaking because I was just so enthralled with this movie. And I still, Christopher Nolan is still one of my favorite directors, if not the favorite director of mine.
0: It's a well-crafted movie. I think it's one of his stronger works. I think it could have deserved all the Oscars in the same way that Lord of the Rings kind of broke the barrier on fantasy movies getting Oscars. I think that this could have done that for the superhero movie. So maybe we'll be able to see that in the future. Although I wish Joker hadn't been the one to do that, to be honest.
1: Joker... The Joker's relationship with Harley Quinn is awful. Joker as a character isn't the worst. I actually like the character of the Joker because it's it's such a complex puzzle that what makes the Joker and and Nolan's adaptation in you know with Ledger and you know the writing everything like that I feel made this character go to a area it had not gone or he had not gone before, mm-hmm. uh, much like Mark Hamill with the animated series of Batman. I, I really put, you know, my top three jokers are, or the yeah, top three are uh, Mark Hamill, Keith Ledger, and uh, Jack Nicholson.
0: Heard about the rule of the three jokers, the new series coming out?
1: Yeah, I think well, I've got what, the first two of it or something? Mm-hmm. And I got some of the promotional stuff too. So
0: I'm glad I- that someone who makes comics is a big fan. Film theory nerd too, who's like, wait, but what if I took all these theories about there being different Jokers and made it
1: real canon? Let's do it! <laughs> and it's uh, and and there's so many other reasons why I love it beyond just the Joker. I think the pacing is done really well, the the writing, the effects, the the truck flipping over frontwards, mm-hmm. oh, them actually blowing up a building for it. it's just it's well done. So I'm biased, but Dark Knight, I'm a Batman fanatic, and I will be for life.
0: Well, you might find me similarly biased, too, because uh, the other movie that tied for best movie that we've reviewed is Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, not the direction I thought you were going No, it's
0: the first one we ever did. And the reason why not only is it just a great movie, if I may be meta for a moment, it was the movie that made us decide to do a podcast.
1: I had the idea of doing a podcast, not necessarily with you, but doing a podcast in general. Uh, way back when I watched Kevin Smith perform whatever you want to call it uh, in Knoxville here, um, I want to say back in 2015, 2016 um, with one of our guests, Rich, and, uh, and I was I, I never really knew what to do it on. I knew I'd want to do it maybe with you or do, do it with someone else. I don't think I could do it by myself. And, uh, yeah, I remember you saying, you know, I might be into doing a podcast. And then when we saw Wonder Woman, I was like, I want to talk about this. Let's do the podcast. So I, yeah. d- I remember you saying that.
0: I had so much to say. I just I love that movie so gosh darn much. I'm so sad. The second one has been postponed. I want to see 1984. I I get all the strong she vibes from it. And I just I think it's really, really cool that we finally got a female superhero movie that was just allowed to be. Good, and we can now say, "Hey, it's almost like half of our audience is women, and they might also like to see themselves in theaters."
1: I think I know more female nerds or dorks or geeks <laughs> or whatever than I do male, but that just might be because I'm very inclusive. uh I do want to give a slight hot take. I don't like the golden outfit. It's just my personal taste. It. I don't think it's. It's not a badly designed outfit, and it's not because oh, it's not sexy and it only shows up for breasts on her stomach and her legs. I just don't like all gold things.
0: Oh, I think it's so it vibes that nineteen eighty four, like that eighties so hard with the giant cast off wings and the shiny. And armor. See, I like the I like the, the graphic, It's so. It's so choice.
1: And, and I'm not saying other people can't enjoy it. I'm just... You know, it's not going to cause me not to watch the movie or anything like that. I just personally just don't like it. And it's just, save this it's just a we, personal thing.
0: Save it for when we go see the movie. You might change your mind.
1: That you, You're quite right. Um, because the some of the visuals for Cheetah or Kristen Wiig's character is a little off-putting. But
0: I know it's giving me some Katz vibes, but I'm trying hard to like not let that color my perception. By the way, Cats does not show up on this Best, Worst, and Most Mediocre list, so... Oh, at least so.
2: for me. Congratulations on 100 episodes, guys. Ah! <laughs> we are so proud of you. It just seems like yesterday you fired up that microphone and said, hey, let's talk about movies and TV shows we like. <laughs> uh, just for reference, this is Sam. And Paige. From Paige and Sam Plan a Wedding. Ooh. You might also remember us from the Parent tra- Trap episode. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might remember us from the parent trap episode yeah and then sam from a lot of other things <laughs> yeah well we were both in the avengers episode because that yeah. was that super ambitious crossover between our shows
1: yes and then you were in one for jojo rabbit with ryan
2: yeah the four of us that was a good time but either way um we are so proud that you guys are still going on with it and we love your show i listen to it all the time and i cannot wait to see what the next hundred episodes hold
1: yes hopefully another one with us in it
2: <laughs> at least one yeah yeah we're selfish anyway we love you guys congratulations and we'll talk to you soon
0: uh so let's go to the worst movies now uh i'll tell you yeah you
1: yeah you start now
0: okay um, so I've got two pretty hot takes, and there's going to be pretty obvious, I think, from those of you who listen to these. Uh, one of them less so. One of these I grew to hate the more I thought about it. One of these I didn't hate when we talked about it, but have actively come to despise in the years since then, and that is Gilmore Girls' A Year in the Life.
1: Really? Actively. Wow.
0: Actively. There is not a single thing I can think of that took the character that they had and say, we are going to shank them. We are going to make it so cyclical. We are going to take away all of the stuff. We're, We're going to just expand upon the things that we thought maybe were just, oh, oversights on the creator, or, oh, maybe they just didn't understand that you have to show her being smart and not just say she's smart. But instead of correcting any of those, they doubled down and said, no, she's actually not that smart or that a worker or, or going to succeed or that driven. And we're just going to put her back in stars hollow to fritter her life away. Lorelai's not going to just commit to the bit with Luke. We're going to give Emily the only meaningful character arc in the entire series. And only because real life events had to push that to happen. I, truly do think i didn't hate it that much when we talked about it but i would be happy if i never saw it again
1: i disagree with one small thing
0: well you can disagree with whatever you want it's my list
1: this you're you're your completely true <laughs> um or completely right the only thing that i would say that actually was done well was lorelei accepting her dad's death i think that was the only sure. i think that arc was done well and then emily's arc was done well uh, but yeah, everything else was really kind of awkward, if not done poorly. So I, I I agree with that. I don't agree that it's one of the worst on this list. So
0: there's I I could not take the so bad it's good stuff as worst movies. We we did a lot of those. This is not one of them. I have one more. But Aaron, I would like to hear
1: one of your worst. Well, I don't know if we would consider it so bad it's good, uh, but it's definitely so bad it's bad and it and it is in fact cats <laughs> uh, uh and I'm I'm saving the one who I'd probably say is the worst one for my second choice uh but cats was honestly just mesmerized mesmerizingly bad like we got laughs out of it but not the same way like R- the room or plan 9 or bird dimming like those movies are made and there's reasons why they're bad like, but there's so much there. Like with the room, there is passion behind it. It's not much, but there is passion behind it. Cats just feels like a a a cheap check. Like, oh, I've made this, and I tried a little bit, but you know what? Fuck it, just give me my money. You know,
0: like, I disagree. Cats threw everything it had at the wall. It threw all the money, all the a listers, and nothing stuck.
1: Nothing fucking stuck. The only. I don't the even uncooked call it...
0: spaghetti of our time. <laughs>
1: exactly. I don't I wouldn't even say like the best redeeming or the only redeeming thing, is just the only part that I can remember enjoying slightly, and I don't like her, is Jennifer Hudson singing memories.
0: I did kind of like Taylor Swift and her cat boobs with her cat oh. nip. Like there was something at least she knew what she was in. I think she figured think, it out.
1: But I think that's also Taylor Swift. Taylor <laughs> Swift's also... not a well, I, I can't speak from any personal experience obviously but she's
0: uh, having a bit of a renaissance right now with her new folklore album haven't listened to it yet sorry
1: uh that's what i have heard as well <laughs> liz tell me your second choice
0: my second choice will come as no shock to anyone it is the most obvious choice for elizabeth's worst movie in these past 99 films it is of course the live action adaptation of beauty and the beast
1: i knew that was coming
0: never has A movie failed to make me angry just by thinking about it, just by remembering that it exists and that talented people were forced to work on it, to make this hollow shell of a truly beloved and iconic piece of film and history. I remember this was the very first movie I watched, which made me lose faith in the original. And I had to go back and watch the original just to reassure myself, no, no, it was good then. It's just not good now.
1: You guys can't see it right now, but she is seething. She and, and we've already discussed it. We've watched it. We discussed we've, it, we've it, and broken she is it down. still, still seethed about it.
0: I will. I don't think I'm ever gonna stop seething. I know that companies don't make apologies this way. Now, if I had watched Mulan and paid the thirty dollars for it, I might feel the same sort of anger that I know a lot of you felt by watching it. But personally, Beauty and the Beast is my movie, and the live action just took so much joy away from my life and I will never cease flailing it through the streets for the shame.
1: Shame teaching shame ting yeah.
0: shame I wanna send that movie on a Game of Thrones walk through the city.
1: Yeah, it was not a great movie. I I I'm not surprised you put it on there. Um though it was funny. No, we no, we did talk about just it. I thought for some reason it was like the Aladdin review or uh we did talk
0: about the both aladdin's couple of
1: yeah but i thought we did that with the uh, beauty and the beast as well Mm
0: -mm. no no i there's no point in reviewing the original if you want to like go get the dvd and watch all the behind the scenes commentary that the directors talk about as they film it or go watch the ones that they showed at the film festivals when they were unfinished and how people stood up and applauded and cried at unfinished animation and it speaks for itself
1: there is a documentary called waking, sleeping beauty, uh, talking about the Disney Disney. Re- rea- oh boy. Please help me. Disney
0: um, Renaissance,
1: Disney Renaissance. I was going to call it Renaissance. Uh, renaissance you
0: would not believe how much howard ashman has to do with the disney renaissance the reason you love disney movies is because he brought musical theater structure to the disney brand you have no idea how much we owe this man
1: and it's okay that people are trying to or that movies are trying to break it like with moana and even frozen a little bit too it's okay trying to break that structure but the reason that disney movies are so widely loved from the 90s or late 80s on is because of that structure and um and it does go into depth on how much he had involvement with it and you know actually his passing right before beauty and beast came out was just so impactful so um highly recommend that documentary um my second choice is probably no surprise as well uh as your adaptation made you extremely angry doesn't cease to make you angry my adaptation movie never ceases to make me angry especially because it was directed by someone who has so much talent behind the camera not only in front of the camera but behind the camera and i was actually listening to an old episode of ours and we praised this director and it frustrates me to no end that he thinks that this is a good adaptation of course i'm talking about artemis Fowl* i know you're all holding your breath for that like what is he talking about what is he talking about i cannot begin to describe how angry the first goddamn 10 minutes made me
0: it's it's pretty cringy guys like it's beyond bad adaptation it's just a bad film. I can't imagine a child trying to follow along with this.
1: Like Wrinkle in Time isn't the greatest of films and it's not the greatest of adaptations, but it's a step or 5 above this. It's not completely disregarding its central character. It's not completely disregarding the central story or excuse me, stories and and what makes it the worst of all is that the author approved it knowing that it was bad and i still don't understand why i I don't we have
0: we have to give authors a little bit of leeway i think sometimes what do they gain by denouncing the film their integrity
1: their their integrity famously
0: authors hate their film adaptations famously all of them do mary poppins hated it uh interview with a vampire hated it uh, Charlie and
1: Chocolate Factory hated uh, it. the shining famously,
0: know, and those are all pretty good movies, but their authors couldn't stand it. How interesting then to see the other way around a completely unimpressive film getting the okay by its author
1: and in not even unimpressive trashy incompetent it's incompetent, and it's made by a very competent, very well versed director. He's Shakespeareanly trained. He should have known and better. I I don't understand. And he even said when he directed Thor, he directed the first Thor. He even said that like he understood how Shakespeare works, and that's why Thor reminds him a bit of Hamlet, or um, at least a Shakespearean character. That's why he directed it that way. Why the fuck did you do it this way then? Sorry. All
0: right. Okay. Whew. Okay. Whew. We are on to. The least important of all, the most forgettable movie we have reviewed these past 99 episodes. And because it's most forgettable, I only picked one. And it was <laughs> the one that when I heard we had reviewed it, I could not, for the life of me, pull up any image from that movie.
2: In a complete, mind,
0: right? A complete blank in my brain. And for me, it was Goosebumps 2.
1: And that's so surprising. I remember, like... Saying, well, I hope this is a little bit better than the first one. It ended up being a little worse.
0: Every time I thought I had an image in my head from Goosebumps 2, it was from Goosebumps 1. Every. (laughs) Single. Time. And I don't remember anything about the plot. I don't remember anything about the characters. It literally is a blank inside my brain. And that, you know what? I used to say that I have a photograph of memory of every book I've ever read, every movie I've ever seen, but out of a hundred to only miss one from my mental catalog, I feel pretty okay with that. And I'm okay, it's this one that I forgot.
1: <laughs> I I do find that funny. Um, I remember certain scenes from it. I remember the kid actor who was also in it did a decent job in it, but it's hard when the t- story was terrible. It, it, but even though it was terrible, it still was worse than the story that has an imaginary girl.
0: <laughs> it's only made more hysterical by the fact that Goosebumps 2 is one of our top 10 listen to I, I episodes. I am so shocked. And that blows my mind.
1: It's probably because, like, well, I didn't want to watch this movie. Oh, these people did. We'll still I'd imagine
0: a... so. You but know. not all of these are bad. Anyway, anyway, what was your most forgettable movie?
1: So, again, I had a tie. Um, and it's funny. I, I'll say the first one because it also has to do with Jack Black. Uh the second one is probably a little bit more surprising. Um the first <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Uh the the first choice is actually the house with the clock in its walls. I when we when I was looking through the list, I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait for that movie to come out." Wait a minute. We already wa- it, it's got Jack Black and Hella and <laughs> I don't remember shit from it like i remember like a like i have one image in my head of course i remember all the stuff from the the trailer but i have one image in my head that i know is from the climax but that's it i don't remember anything else and it's so strange because i remember like oh it being quirky and stuff like that i remember the feeling i got from the movie but not the movie itself it's so weird and i like jack black a lot um and i didn't think the movie was terrible i just don't remember any of it and the surprising choice remarkably the surprising choice surfer teen confronts fear really now i say that with a, a there were only five size.
0: scenes and <laughs> half of them were surfing montages
1: i say that with a bit of an asterisk next to it um because there's po- i possibly remember more of it like when i think about it i may th- re- remember it or i might be attributing it to like birdemic or some of these other so bad it's good movies. The reason I I was actually putting it on my worst list, but then I remembered, oh yeah, Cats was just visually and you know everything else terrifying, and then Artemis Fowl made me angry. <laughs> Surfer Teen confronts Fear. I want to have on DVD so I can laugh, so I can get drunk and laugh at it again. We
0: did have a very nice time watching it.
1: Save for the owner asking us to keep it quiet, beyond that, it was a fantastic time. Um, the the problem I'm seeing. With this movie, is I remember like the first quarter or the first third of it, where it's this dad character talking to his son, and then like yelling at him for no reason, and then them going to a whale carcass for no reason, and then going back to the pier, and then either I remember that the ne- next or sorry, the rest of the movie has nothing to do with just what just happened, or. I don't remember anything because I like. Am I am I wrong that he like goes to this like secret agent group and like yep. they teach him? Okay, I I am remembering it, so I I guess I have to take that off because like there's a dude but in a again, doctor's coat randomly the too. The final
0: half hour is is I'm not exaggerating. Surfing montages with no plot, voiceover. Or story beats. That's uh,
1: I I. And so that's...
0: it could be quite forgettable because I certainly don't remember every single surfing shot they showed us, but I do know that's <laughs> what they were showing us.
1: So those are the two, I guess. Uh, surfer team confronts fears, uh, probably like the runner-up. The honorable mention. You'd say. Hey, Aaron and Liz, congratulations on making a hundred episodes about bitching about movies and TV shows.
0: All right, so before we move on to best adaptation, which I am very excited to talk about because we have a nice little list to go for, uh, I compiled a few facts about our uh, episodes. I went through all uh, 99 of them, and I started doing some little tallies, and I want you, Aaron, I want you, Aaron, to guess the numbers on these. I'm going to give you a category, and you have to tell me how many you think happened. Are you ready?
1: I'm so curious because we did not discuss this before we started <laughs> recording. So yeah, um go ahead. Okay.
0: Of the 99 episodes that we have recorded on Married to the Idea, how many of them were about a television show? You can so, give me number or percentage.
1: Um, so we did She-Ra's season one. We did the great uh we did Hilda. We did. We're not including Steven Universe in this, right? Correct. We are not. Okay. Uh, we did Harley Quinn, which was half an episode.
0: I counted as full.
1: You counted as full. Okay. So that's four. That's
0: four. <laughs> you gonna try to remember all of them, or you gonna try and give me
1: a number? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you a range of numbers because I don't think we did much more. Okay. So if I'm somewhere within this range then I'm it, good.
0: Did, did we did we do 5 episodes, 15 episodes, or 25 episodes?
1: Uh, the safe answer would be 5, but I'm going to stretch and say 15.
0: Correct, Aaron. We did 14, 14, episodes on television shows, so one point to you.
1: What well, uh damn, we did more than I was I know. And, s- and again, you're not counting. Are you I'm counting Steven counting Universe Versus one? Or? Yeah, if I
0: count it as one, then it is 15, and you okay. did get it right on the money. All right. Here is a big one. This one I was actually very interested in. And again, this does not count our Keep Beach City Quarantined episodes. Uh, but of the 99 episodes that we recorded, how many times did we manage to keep the episode under an hour?
1: <sighs> oh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Now that's our hardest thing to do. I know. Um, I'm gonna say twenty five percent.
0: Twenty five percent. So you would say that twenty five times we kept it under an hour.
1: Oh, that's still even high. Um, twenty percent. Twenty percent. So like twenty, 20 episodes. episodes
0: we kept it under an hour. Yeah. Twenty episodes. Final answer.
1: Twenty episodes. Final answer. It was thirty. Really, we did it a little better than I thought.
0: <laughs> time we keep it under the hour (laughs) minimum that we set for
1: ourselves oh yeah it's not a minimum when we don't actually reach the minimum
0: yeah you don't want to know how many times went over two hours that did happen a couple of times but we are not talking about those
1: uh
0: No. no uh good job though good guessing i was very surprised too that we did better than i thought we had
1: Well, congratulations, Aaron and Liz. You made it to 100 episodes. Congratulations. Yes, we were glad to appear on your podcast doing Star Trek The Cage, and uh, we want to offer you great congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's not easy to do. It's a milestone. Yes. Maybe we'll get to 100 vlogs someday. Yes. This is Nick and Greg wishing you very much more success and many more episodes. Congratulations.
0: But now we are on to best adaptation. So we went through the list and we pulled out the 10 episodes that were adaptations of a literary work that we reviewed the movie or television show of. They are Phantom Tollbooth, Artemis Fowl, Secret of Nim. I wonder
1: which one I'm not going to pick. Secret
0: of Nim, Howl's Moving Castle, Tuck Everlasting, Holes, Ballet Shoes, A Wrinkle in Time, The Witches, Twice, yeah. and The Halloween Tree.
1: So are you gonna go first or you want me to go first?
0: Why don't you go first? I went first last time.
1: Okay. Um, it's so c-
0: which was the best adaptation? As I mean so so our qu- our criteria for an adaptation is one that uses the source material as a diving board and then goes off it to create something better. Not just a shot-for-shot shot remake. That's why the Disney movies are not on here. Yeah. Uh, using the material to its peak, to its advantage, to tell it in a brand new medium.
1: So using that criteria, um, it, my, my answer is still the same. As soon as I saw this list, I, already, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, that's it. Um, using that criteria and thinking about all of the adaptations, all the movies, the best one, in my opinion, is Holes. I
0: said Holes too.
1: Really? <laughs> because like all the other ones had some hugely disparaging issue with it. Secret of or...
0: Nim movie was good, but like completely different from the book. House yeah. Moving Castle, great, but
1: completely, completely different, different from, from the, the book. book. <laughs> yeah. Our um, Phantom Tollbooth, Booth, decent one. Added songs where it didn't need it, and it left out an entire portion of the plot.
0: Tuck Sever- Tuck Everlasting was okay. Wrinkling Time was visually cool. Yeah. Uh the Halloween tree also awesome. Like again, all these, but it was Holes. Oh my gosh. Holes.
1: Holes. Nailed it. Holes is in still even beyond our list. It is one of the best adaptations of a book. Um, I know people uh love to say like Shawshank Redemption, uh or Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Uh, Young
0: adult is our bread and butter, and we yeah. are we feel qualified to speak on those adaptations, yes, yes
1: absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, holes. I mean, if you look at the book and you look at the movie, there's one big difference that I can think off of the top of my head, and it's actually I'm happy with this change. I, we mentioned it during the podcast, but uh, the, that the main character was overweight, um, was a bit pudgy. And he didn't want to. If he didn't cast someone as that, he didn't want them to add weight. So a young Shia LaBeouf at the time, you know, he didn't tell him, "Hey, you know, put on a fat suit, put on or, a fat suit, yeah. or you know, gain some weight," because he didn't think that they should. And I completely agree with it. So how the book goes and how the movie goes are almost identical, and it's done well. You know, it's well acted. The story is tied together real well. Like, it's I'm, a good book. It's a As, really, really good going book. Going back
0: when we did the adaptation review, like the book is excellent. It's really fantastic. I, I don't know if you saw, I actually did some uh, Sam and Kissing Kate Barlow fan art the other day.
1: I did. I did. That was so good.
0: Uh, yes, I love the two of them. I'm really into like the two... Who are absolutely made to be, and so of course they kill one of them because we can't just have nice things. Couple,
1: oh, oh Dule Hill. <laughs> um, it's it's done really really well, and I think I actually read the book for that for that adaptation.
0: I read it too. We okay, both, I think, I think we.
1: That's right. Yeah, you're right. We both read it, and it's a it, good read. It's such a good. And Louis uh, Sacher. Sachar? I think Sacher, Sacher but I. Sacher. Um, the author is a great author because he also wrote, you know, Wayside Stories. Uh, from Sideways School. The
0: Card Turner. The
1: car- Oh, I still got to read that. It's um good. I think it's actually right behind it you. It is
0: right behind me.
1: I'm very excited to read it. Um, but there's so many great things that came from this one author. And, you know, the fact that he wrote this book that was, you know, was a uh, Newbery Prize winner. And then the movie, w- again, at Disney, even though Disney can't do things right. But, you know, Le- Tuck Everlasting was good for the most part. Uh, you know there was, there was a
0: period in time that I think Disney did the adaptation well. Yeah, I I believe it. I'm not here to rag on the entire time. I think sometimes
1: not the entire, not time. not the
0: entire time. I'm not one for their big budget blockbuster remakes of classic animation. But if you want to show me a good kid story told you well, I'm down for it. I'm I mean, game.
1: it made everyone uh, like Shia LaBeouf at the beginning. So
0: I, uh, I never stopped liking Shia. Even no, 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 crazy, no, 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 no. Even with his crazy baghead phase, I never stopped liking him. You go, Shia.
1: I'm I'm interested to see where his career goes. Cause uh, he's, well you he's saw on a the,
0: you have a, um that yeah, you haven't seen. Have you heard about the movie where he plays his own abusive father? Yeah, yes, like
1: peanut butter boy or something mm-hmm. like that. No, that's peanut butter Falcon. So it, it, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. It like he helped write it and um I think he even helped produce it. So
0: like, it's very rare that the catharsis The public catharsis in art turns out so well just to watch in its own right it's excellent
1: uh i posterize but there that there is at least one other public catharsis in art that was done really well at least one i'm sure there's plenty but there's one that you i know that you know of anika montoya because when he kills a six-fingered man, he believes he is killing the cancer that killed his father. Yeah, that's good, too. That is That is some straight catharsis, um, baby. Mm-hmm.
0: Congratulations on your 100th episode of Married to the Idea. I was so excited when you guys asked me to join one for the Hamilton podcast. So much fun. Eventually, you guys will watch another Broadway show, and I will be invited back. You know, the usual. All that fun stuff. I'll probably name my second kid after you guys too. I don't know. Aaron put that in my head. Maybe. Congrats.
1: So, what is the next topic?
0: It is the final topic, <gasps> Aaron.
1: We're in the final
0: topic. De-de-de-de-de. Dun, 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 dun. We are in the final topic. We are going to finish under one hour. And do you know why, Aaron?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, me and Aaron, when we were first planning out our 100th episode, wanted to, in some way, talk about the things we talk about, but also incorporate the fact that we can't just shut up and get to the point already. <laughs> so, we are going to do something very different. We are going to talk about the top. 10 movies that we have reviewed not top 10 that we liked top 10 most listened to as told by SoundCloud so we have track numbers I have the top 10 movies right here there's a tie for 10th place but one of them is Goosebumps 2 so we're gonna knock it and do the other 10th place one instead (laughs) we're gonna start at the bottom 10 we're here yeah start at 10 go to one but we must talk about each movie in one minute. No longer. The timer is on my phone. As soon as the timer goes off, we have to stop talking right then and start talking about the next movie.
1: So we're not going to do it individually. We're going to do it together.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about it together.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, I tried to split it up. You said, "No, no, I think we can do this together." And I think oh. I think it's only fair. I think we should be able to do it together because our podcast we do together. That
1: is true. <laughs> that think, is true.
0: I think we can do this. So. All right. Uh I will uh, we won't tell you what the movie is until we're starting to talk about it. We're going to start from our 10th most popular listened episode, Working Our Way Up. Are you ready, Aaron? Do you know the list, Aaron?
1: No, I, I, I've looked at it a couple times, but I do not I don't have it memorized or anything.
0: Okay, here we go. One minute on the clock. The first movie, number 10 that we're going to talk about, is Practical Magic. Go.
1: Oh, practical magic. This is uh, one from my childhood and uh, love. Put the
0: lime in the cook and then <laughs> check it all around.
1: Very, uh, very feminist, uh, empowered and everything. I like, like it that. better
0: than the craft. I Really? really? Do. Yeah, I think I love Sandra Bullock too much.
1: Do you like this uh, better than uh, League of Their Own?
0: No, but I do love Alice Hoffman, who wrote Practical Magic. Gotcha. Uh, love it that it's an adaptation. It wasn't like the best one, but I did like it.
1: It was well acted. Um, there's, it's very 90s, very stuck, very late 90s, early millennium.
0: I love the idea that they kill this guy and they just can't get rid of him, even though he's dead. <laughs> and I love it's so sad that she finds the man she's meant to marry, and then he dies tragically, and that they open up their little boutique soap shop in the middle of town, and everyone just hates them because they're witches, but they're just the nicest people. And then
1: everyone likes them at the end because they're witches.
0: Yeah, and then the crazy aunts who just have to come in and kind of fix everything.
1: Oh, yeah. Those were that was uh, those were great characters. Have we hit the one minute? Mark we yet? did it. Oh, cool. We
0: did it. <sighs> okay. We did it. Okay.
1: This is either, everyone's gonna, people who listen to this are gonna love this, or they're gonna hate it.
0: Let us know. Okay. One minute. The ninth most popular episode. It's Grinch night.
1: Oh, this is one from your childhood.
0: <laughs> Mine, fuck, trip. I love the animation. It's such a stupid slow burn, but when you get to the final three minutes and it's Eukarya and all the crazy stuff that Dr. Seuss just never gets to show off just hits you in the face and says, look at my madness.
1: It's what Dr. Seuss would say, like, all right, I'm gonna drop some acid and then I'm gonna do some animation, baby.
0: Gosh, and I love that it's a prequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas that no one knows about.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the unnamed prequel, which... It's so weird. This I is, want a sequel now.
0: Oh yeah, no. To, uh, I want
1: a sequel to Grinch Night.
0: Uh, Grinch ruins Valentine's Day.
1: No, 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 no more holidays. I want. I wanted to stay with Grinch Night. I want to see Eucharia grown up and like going back and like, uh huh, yeah.
0: Eucharia Grinch Slayer. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Oh, I and that's like the perfect this. way to end. Tm
0: tm 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 tm
1: tm. Yeah, it's registered, register, trademark,
0: trademark. We did that in fifty. We're getting good. We're getting even faster. Okay. All right. Eighth most popular episode. Blues Brothers
2: oh
1: Rich is gonna be happy about this I
0: thought he would be too I really liked this movie I loved all of the sight gags I loved the comedy I loved the acting and the music
1: so it's, fun it's very like eight that 80s comedy tropes that are just done really well like Goosebumps Airplane it's you know infinitely um referenceable and quotable and everything like that Dan Aykroyd at probably his prime and of course you know John uh
0: Belushi. Thank you,
1: John Belushi. They, they both did such a great job, and there's just so many funny, funny elements to this movie.
0: For me, the key thing I remember when watching Blues Brothers is just like the sixty police car pile up at yes. the end.
1: <laughs> yes, that scene where they just keep just keep piling. Keep just piling. more
0: police cars, more just fuel. Just keep
1: for the piling, fire. just keep piling. And then they
0: turn around and then like there's a hundred policemen just pointing guns at them inside the room, like, Well, wait, hold on a sec. <laughs> don't sing a song it, at you. Yeah,
1: don't don't do Blues Brothers two thousand. Listen to the soundtrack.
0: Done, ooh, we got really close to one minute on that ooh, one, okay, nice job, everybody. All right, our seventh most popular episode weirdly toy Story four what I know
1: the i wouldn't call it the worst of the four, but it's certainly the strangest setup. It of was the supposed four. to
0: be a movie about Woody, and for some reason, they stuck all the rest of the characters in there too. It was about a man. Coming to terms with obsolescence and finding himself at the end of his midlife crisis with a yes. new woman, like what,
1: one of the the only one. Of, there's a couple really good uh, highlights from this movie, and it's uh, the actress who played Bo Peep and uh, Keanu Reeves as Duke, whatever du- Duke Boom. Those are excellent characters, and I did like that the the. Antagonist does actually have a redemption in it, so
0: yeah, I think it's hard. We talk about Disney movies not having good villains anymore because they can't just be evil and bad. They all have to have a redeeming arc. Yeah, Uh, but I think that for some movies, there should be a redemption to the villain, especially for children, to show that you can become a better person. And it's
1: it's hard to have a true villain right nowadays because you want you don't want to have that true villain anymore. So that makes sense.
0: And done. Nice job. Okay, we are getting. Believe that's on the list. Wow. I know. I know. Okay. Number six, most popular episode of Married to the Idea, Muppet Treasure Island versus Treasure Planet.
1: I, yeah, this, yeah, this one. Yes,
0: yes, so early in our careers, but I love talking about both of these, I love Tim Curry, I love Disney's Treasure Planet, and no one talks about it, and they
1: should, (laughs) and this was one of our first comparisons ever too and it's such a great comparison cuz both movies are incredible both movies are hilarious both movies are heartwarming and both movies have treasure and pirates so, <laughs> uh, uh yeah, I lost that third point. But... Uh,
0: yeah, we talked about, we debated for endless time who was the best John Silver and who was the best Jim Hawkins. I think it's it's so hard to tell because they both have qualities and personalities that are really exciting. Uh, favorite Muppets movie is definitely Muppet Treasure Island and I'll fight you on that. Uh, Treasure Planet is one of the most underrated amazing Disney movies and you should go uh, see it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Also, uh, Muppet Treasure Island is better.
0: Muppet Treasure Planet? <laughs> 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 la, 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 la time. All right.
1: And also, if Tim Curry, whenever Tim Curry leaves his mortal coil, I will, I I will have like not a seance, but like, what, what like you, like effigies and stuff like that. I will
0: make an ofrenda for him.
1: I I will make an ofrenda for him. He (laughs) will always be remembered.
0: All right, fifth most popular episode, another comparison episode from season one, the one right after uh, the Treasure Planet. Muppet Treasure Island review. Oh, I
1: think I know what it is.
0: Avatar, Last Airbender versus, versus Legend Korra. of Korra.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Avatar, The Last Airbender just came back out on Netflix, so it's timely. It's still good. ing did kill so many people, so he doesn't get Aang off at the killed end So many by people. not killing Ozai. But,
1: but the fact that he defeated the big bad without compromising his morals was awesome. And there's there's two parts when he, he actually takes the bending and when he chooses not to kill him, when he chooses not to kill him, that's Aang's victory. Yeah.
0: So it's great. is just a great character. She's so much more compelling and fun to follow along with than Aang. She knows that she's a powerful bender and just does it.
1: Avatar The Last Airbender is great characters and great story. Korra is great characters and mediocre stories.
0: It's so hard to say because I like seeing how everyone grew up. I love seeing old Zuko. Uh, I think just uh, Katara. Katara. Oh, beautiful, sweet Katara. Uh, I just have so much hope.
1: (laughs) I just have so much hope. And Korra is badass. Don't let anyone tell you different.
0: Time. All right. We are on to our fourth most popular episode. Hilda.
1: I'm so happy. Hilda was so such a great, like it's not a Halloween show, but you could watch, you could watch it. It's autumnal. It's autumnal. It's beautifully
0: written, beautifully animated. I love every little bit of it. Again, another adaptation. I really enjoyed how they did it. Uh, we never read the original stuff, but I have started collecting the graphic novels now so I can read more about them. Uh, So fun. So inventive. It's kind of like a more lo-fi music to listen to version of Gravity Falls.
1: Yes. Good. Yes. 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 Clean. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That is the perfect way to describe it. Hilda is a great thing to watch with younger kids, um, 10 or younger, and even older kids will enjoy it, too.
0: I think so, too. Uh, Favorite character, just for the immediate visual standpoint, is that tall giant with the eyes.
1: Oh, I was going to say the wooden man.
0: I know you would go for the wooden man. Sorry,
1: I just want to think of Hilda, I think of, it's either Hilda or him.
0: Yep, it's very good. All right, we're doing great. Third most popular episode, Scooby-Doo.
1: Oh, in the Zombie Island?
0: Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, we're Zombie watching... Island and Witch's Ghost.
1: Oh, man, the, that was a fun episode to do because that is straight up from my childhood. I remember watching Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island when it premiered on Cartoon Network. And I rocked so freaking hard at the Ghost is Here. And um, uh, crap, the other one. Uh, I love- Terror b-
0: Time Again? Yes.
1: Oh my God, I still jam out to those songs. Oh,
0: uh, The Hex Girls is my oh. jam.
1: And even still, The Hex Girls was done so well. Um, their resurgence in a couple later movies wasn't even that bad because of how great The Hex Girls are.
0: I'm going to give up my 10 seconds. Tell me the story about Tim Curry and Immortal Scooby-Doo.
1: I don't know that one. I forgot. You told me
0: this story, that Tim Curry wanted to say this line about Scooby-Doo being immortal.
1: Oh, it's something... Oh, shit. I I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'm sorry, guys. You're
0: going to have to look it up because we are out of time.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was unfortunate,
0: Aaron. I was going to let you have that moment.
1: Why didn't you just say it?
0: I I don't remember it in its full context. I thought you
1: did. I I do remember that there was a piece of trivia from the Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost about that Tim Curry wanted to say... Some no, we line. we can't talk
0: about it anymore. We can't. Uh, but you can go listen to the Scooby-Doo yes. episode. Go, it's go in there. Go on
1: IMDb. W- Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. There's a piece about Tim Curry saying a specific line.
0: <laughs> All right. Second most popular movie we've reviewed on our podcast, UHF.
2: No. Yes. You. U- UHF.
1: H-F! No shit.
0: No shit, Sherlock. UHF.
1: Oh, my God. I've been a fan of Weird Al since middle school, so and I've watched this movie years and years ago, but I didn't understand it or appreciate it for what it was, and then we watched it at Central Cinema, you know, hashtag we love Central Cinema, and watching it again, it was so good. I loved all the parodies. I loved the the mystique of, you know... What what is Weird Al gonna do next? It was so so good. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy, you guys. <laughs> I, I I adore Weird Al to this day. I was actually going to make a college radio station while we we're at SCAD. Uh, that was the Comedy Channel, where I was gonna like basically emulate Doctor um, Doctor Demento, where Weird Al got his start. I was gonna emulate him and create a a, a similar station. So I am so happy, you guys.
0: Time. i didn't
1: why did you let me have all of it why did not you interrupt me
0: because you're gonna let me have this last one
1: oh i i know what it is yes you can absolutely have all all a minute of it
0: our number one most listened to episode of marriage the idea she Shira she is such a good show you guys like it's so very, very good, you guys, considering its source material and what it had to work with. Noelle Stevenson said, oh, I'm sorry, Princess is in space? Yes, please, more of that, all of it. I love all the characters. I love how it does the, they're not talking right now, so there's this misunderstanding argument trope correctly, as opposed to all, like, Oh, there's so much to go into. Katra, awesome. I love her. She's a Zuko, and I will never stop feeling things for her. Hey, Adora, so good.
1: Uh, uh is one of my Cat-tora. favorite ships.
0: Oh, uh, so good. Um, we this episode is only about season one, so you don't feel don't worry about spoilers. Go and listen to it. All five seasons of Shira were awesome. The last one was the best, most climactic, most exciting, most wonderful to watch. Most I'm so character glad.
1: development best character development. We're
0: going to have to go back and uh talk we're going to have to go back and talk with the other seasons. I feel like one of these days
1: Maybe one of these days we like we do a, a a review of season 1, like we just start back at season 1 and go all the way through season 5 and just kind of do an overview of the whole thing. Maybe in 3
0: years just like with Stephen Universe, we'll find ourselves <laughs> back in She-Ra. Oh,
1: yeah, we'll we'll do we'll just do a fan cast of it. There we go. So,
0: But Aaron, we did it. We talked about 10 movies in 10 minutes. Silent high five. Whew.
1: Hello all, my name is Rich, and I was a lucky soul to watch and discuss Blues Brothers with the Married to the Idea crew. Aaron and Liz go way beyond just watching movies and TV. They use their unique approach to bring more to what most would
2: ever give to stories or characters. The reason I support them is, well, because they're awesome, but also because they love this medium. They also don't settle for cheap, superficial stuff. Congrats on 100 episodes, and I look forward to seeing more
1: content the road. I am so happy. And wow, this this episode was pretty painless, I have to admit. When Um, you plan
0: these things out, they're not quite so hard to record.
1: Exactly. Uh, Thank you all, every single person that listens to this, even if it's, you know, when we're on our 200th episode, doesn't matter. Thank you so much for listening.
0: In addition to our listeners, thank you so much to the people who have come on our Silly Little Couples podcast to talk about films with too much emotion and intensity. We really appreciate it. There are so many things on our list that were made so much better by the guests who are a part of it. Movies I would have never watched if someone hadn't said, hey, you should. And I think the coolest thing, looking at these 100 episodes, is just how you and I got to turn something we just really have a passion for into something that we can talk about every other week for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah we trim out a lot you guys <laughs> yeah i um g- going back i like looking at all the guests and um figuring out you know who has been on the the show and it's just it amazes me that we've had so many people and you know uh everyone that has you know given us some congratulations and everything like that it's just been heartwarming um i love it so much that we we do get to do this together but we get to do this with other people as well i mean i actually have a couple guests line up after this point um i'm very excited to see where we go you know for the next 100 episodes Mm -hmm. you know we are still looking at finishing steven universe with a steven universe future uh you know there's there's still a lot that we want to do with this show and you know having just one person listen to the episode is amazing. The fact that some of these have had, i um last count that I saw. She was almost 500.
0: Yeah. It's a that, 467. That's just on SoundCloud. I don't have iTunes numbers. That's just through SoundCloud.
1: I, I I'm, I'm in shock that this little silly podcast that you and I do has almost 500 listens of something. I know that, it amazes me. It astounds me. So now, if only we have five hundred listeners, but the—I
0: <laughs> think we do. I think that, that says it right there that there were oh, yeah. five hundred people who wanted to listen. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, well, um, it is the end of the episode. But before we go, I do have a little surprise that I had planned, and uh, Aaron doesn't know about this either. But I wanted well, to—I wanted to celebrate you, the listeners, for listening to us. And if you've managed the end of our one hundred episode bonanza, you deserve a treat. If you go to marriedtotheidea.weebly.com, our website, you will find a page called 100 Episode Giveaway. Click on it, and you will find a way to get our Married to the Idea stickers. They feature our little green and purple microphones with a little bow tie and hair bow, respectively. Uh, Fill out your information, and we will send you a really cool sticker that you can use to rep your Married to the Idea pride.
1: I know one of our guests still reps our sticker. Uh, I
0: That makes me feel so good. Yeah.
1: They have it on their laptop every time they add a new one It, it pops back up. So, um, yeah, th- I, we love that people do listen to us and we love giving, you know, things away, especially if we have a lot of them. Um, but <laughs> it's, thank you so much. Um, and thank you to all of our guests that have been on the show that will be on the show. Um, You know, our, our longtime friend, Jonathan Hash, is probably our most uh, appeared guest. Uh, I-,
0: I believe he was. He was also the one who actually tried to watch Steven Universe after saying, well, they talked about it for 20 hours in a row. It's probably worth watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to our cats who never s- cease to bother us. And thank I- you, Elizabeth, for doing this podcast with me.
0: Thank you, Aaron, for doing this podcast with me.
1: I've enjoyed 100 episodes, and I can't wait for 100 more.
0: I was trying to think of something really sweet and profound, and I couldn't think of anything. I'm sorry. It's okay.
1: It's okay.
0: Uh, You just surprised me is all. And how about that? 100 episodes, more of surprises to look forward to.
1: Sounds great. For 100 episodes, she's been Elizabeth.
0: He's been Aaron. And and we're we're married married to the the idea.
1: idea. Yo, Aaron and Liz. I know it's pretty late, and uh, this may not make it, because I'm way past the deadline. It's actually Friday. I'm so cooked, I don't even know what to do anymore, but just wanted to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode of your podcast, Married to the Idea. Good stuff. Uh, had a good time uh, on the episode that I got to record with you guys, so yeah, thank you for having me on the show that time that we had me on the show. <laughs> Uh, No, seriously, um, I really don't know what else to say. Just uh, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing this. Um, Congrats on the 100th episode.
2: Hope you guys are going strong. I hope you guys make 100 more. Later, dudes.